Can you turn this one on? Thank you. I've already been warned that I can't speak for very long, which those of you who know me know that that is no small feat. What, what a treat to be here uh, to celebrate the preparations for Christmas time. Um, on a kind of an unrelated note, we had promised you guys uh, several weeks ago a, uh, the, the availability of a survey about uh, video recording the services. The survey is in the back uh, pass-through. Pick one up for every member of your family, and please read all of the pages, even the ones that have the print on it about the reasons for what we're doing. Um, the treats were wonderful. Anybody think that next year we should have, like, actual things like egg bakes, too, instead of just, yeah, okay, one person, me, I'm there, okay, all right, there you go, all right, good, all right. No, it's wonderful, and we, we do thank you for that, and we, we're just so grateful that God has um, prompted so many people to share their gifts and talents with the congregation um, and give us an opportunity to worship God for putting such talents and people in our midst, but also people that are willing to get up and do something. And, and finally, a shout-out to the youth group. Um, um, and, um, and the youth parents that are helping out as well, uh, they really stepped up to it this year. We were going to do just the pipe thing, and then um, they stepped into the nativity play thing, which was kind of a last-minute thing, and they all did that very well. And, and it's a great group of people. Um, you know, it would be wonderful if the adults in the congregation would come alongside one or two of them just to kind of share your experience, strength, and hope, because our goal for the youth uh, and it is a gift to us as a church, it's Christ's gift to us as a church, is that these youth grow to be Christian adults and learn what it is to be Christian adults, not just members of a youth group. Well, this is the fourth Sunday of Advent. And this season brings us hope, peace, joy, and love. And we anticipate the celebration of the birth of our Savior with joy. At this time, uh, 2,000 years ago, more or less, Mary and Joseph would have been anticipating as well. Both had received a message from an angel. Both knew this baby was going to be the Son of God. Both were obedient to God's call and to God's plan. And they had different roles, but they were both obedient. Mary had a willing, obedient heart, trusting in God's ways even when they didn't make much sense to her. Say, how, how can this be? She wanted to know. And we can be pretty sure that she spent these last days when she was pregnant thinking about God's plan and praying for strength to be obedient to it. Joseph had a willing servant's heart. He had to give up honor in his community. He had to take on shame. He had to give up position in his community, taking a woman to be his wife who was already pregnant. That was a pretty big thing to be obedient about as well. So he also must have been praying for strength during this time. And so in this last week, as we lead up to Christmas, this holy day that we celebrate to commemorate the birth of our Savior, let us all pray for a willing, obedient heart like Mary's. Let us pray that God would reveal his plan for us, that we would know it. And let's not just pray about Christmas and our preparations and how wonderful this time of year is, Let's pray that we will trust in his ways even when it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to us. Could be about an illness. Could be about a job. Could be about this nation. Could be about this church. And let's pray also for a servant's heart like Joseph. Pray for God to open your eyes to opportunities to serve others around you even when the cost is high, especially when the cost is high. Because that's when sacrifice really means something. It's not, we don't give out of our surplus. 
We give out of what we don't have in order to be really sacrificial to pick up our cross daily. But let's also draw a lesson in this Christmas story from Elizabeth, Mary's cousin and the mother of John the Baptist. When Mary shows up to stay with Elizabeth during her pregnancy, remember Mary fled to one of the sanctuary cities, which is where Elizabeth and Zechariah were from. That was the place where you could flee and no one could stone you there. Uh, Because she was pregnant, she wasn't married. So she fled there, she was staying there, um, and she discovers that Elizabeth's pregnant. So when Mary shows up, Elizabeth is pregnant with John, and Luke tells us at chapter 1, verse 41, Starting there, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, blessed is this the child that you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Elizabeth is filled with the Spirit when she sees the pregnant Mary. In Old Testament times, that was an unusual thing for someone to be filled with the Spirit. It happened under special occasions. And here is Elizabeth filled with the Spirit. And what does she do? She first worships God. And then she encourages Mary. And she affirms Mary's faith. And she affirms Mary's role in God's salvation plan. Mary immediately responds to Elizabeth's encouragement with what is known as the Magnificat, which is a beautiful song and praise, song of worship to the Lord. And I'll read that. And Mary said, and this is from verse 46 of Luke 1, and Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their innermost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. When we experience a service like we've had today, we see the gifts, talents, and callings of those who are in our church, who attend our church. And when we live in a church with our brothers and sisters, and we live life with them, we see that as well. We see who they are, what they're all about. We pray that God would let us know that we are filled with the Spirit so that when we see our brothers and sisters here, we can see God's hidden work in those around us, like Elizabeth saw the hidden work in Mary when she showed up. And so we see it in our fellowship, and so that we can name it also, which is what Elizabeth did. You name it for the people around you. You encourage them, pray for them, support our brothers and sisters in Christ so that they will respond in worship as Mary did. And they will worship our Lord and God. And that is, after all, the purpose of Christ's church. That's why we're here. I know today at the fellowship, I met someone new that I can pray for. 
someone I didn't know very much about, and I'm able to pray for that person now and encourage that person. That's what God calls us all to do as a part of this fellowship, is to learn and to meet and to talk and to pray. So we wait for Jesus this week, Emmanuel, God with us, who walked among men for a brief time 2,000 years ago and has promised to come again. Are we waiting in breathless anticipation? Are we waiting for him to come again? Are we waiting excitedly because once again we have the opportunity to tell this sinful world the good news of God becoming man and dwelling among us so that all who believe that Jesus Christ is Lord will be saved from this crazy, deluded, despairing world which fears death and which has pinned its hopes on gods who cannot save. The gods of philosophy, medicine, science, government. Because that's what the waiting is all about. God with us. Emmanuel, born in humble surroundings in a dark and hostile world, perfect in every way, born that he would die so that we would have life. Crucified, dead, buried, but raised from the dead, ascended into heaven, he defeated our most dreaded fear, death. And he gives us this victory. He is the light of the world, driving out the darkness, showing us the way, asking us to share the light with those around us. And he will come again in majesty to claim his kingdom. This is what we wait for. And if you have not accepted this light and this life as a free gift from God, today is the day to do so. Invite Jesus with his healing work into the quiet of your heart this day. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, what a blessing it is to be considered a part of the body of Jesus Christ, this church, that we might experience the joy and anticipation of this season but the joy of knowing others and seeing their gifts, talents, abilities. Lord, help us to be encouragers. Help us to be blessings to those around us. Help us to allow them to bear fruit with us as well, Lord God. We pray that you would prepare our hearts for this season and that you would bless this church in all that it does, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And as a final benediction, we have another song, but the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.